Good evening and welcome to Ladies Night Podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan. And whether it's Ladies Night In or Ladies Night Out, this is what we're talking about. Hi, ladies. Welcome to the second episode of season four of Ladies Night Podcast. We have made it to four seasons. I cannot believe that. Well, anyways, tonight's episode does have a special sponsor. We are sponsored by Strength and Ohm. Are you looking for active wear you can wear post-sweat? Check out our spring and summer tops at strengthandohm.com. Strength and Ohm offers trend-setting apparel you can wear both on and off your yoga mat or while burning a sweat at the gym, from comfy tanks to for the ladies, and signature tops for the guys. Strength and Ohm gives you a standout look with free shipping on all orders. Shop today at strengthandohm.com. Again, strengthinom.com. All right, so ladies, let me tell you, I know I just did that sponsored post and it was one of my businesses, but um, why not, you know, Pub your own businesses. Diddy does it. He has Ciroc. And he still pubs Ciroc on his Instagram accounts. That's the only one I follow. And so uh, I just encourage y'all, if y'all got multiple things going on, there are spaces where you can cross-pollinate the information. And Strength and Home truly is the sponsor for tonight's episode. So <laughs> I will leave that right there for y'all. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm very excited about tonight's episode. It is, it's been a long time coming. I've been trying to have this guest on since season one, but she is so busy and, um, I'm so excited to introduce you all to a very special lady, Miss Tamara G. Hey, Tamara. Hello. How are you tonight? I'm great. I'm great. Excited. That's awesome. That's awesome. So Tamara and I met, hmm, A long time ago, Um, in like 1998 or so when we were in high school, and uh, she's just very talented. Like, we were both wanting to be doctors, but now more of what she does um, still incorporates some medicine, but she does have a lot of focus on empowering people through the arts. So, Tamara, instead of me talking about you, can you share a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Um, I am an occupational therapist. Um, and during my time with that, um, I just came to see so many women that, um, either didn't take care of themselves or, um, didn't love themselves. And so along, along with my occupational therapist and, and all my other endeavors, I'm always serving. Um, I, um, started a not-for-profit called Divas Honoring Divas, and the mission is to empower women through arts, beauty, and education to, um, to really embrace self-care and self-love so that they can make positive impacts on the community. And so, um, I think it's just really important, uh, for us as women to take a moment for ourselves to, to fill ourselves back up so that we can give and, and love on others. Thank you for sharing. And when I think about that, that's one of the reasons why I started Ladies Night Podcast is that our ladies night outs or ladies night in usually fills us up in ways that um, some of the other demands on our life do not. And so are you ready to play a game? 
don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this game isn't all that bad, but it's the ladies' night pregame. So you just select the option that fits you the best, okay? Okay. All right. So the first one is lipstick or mascara? Lipstick. Why? Because I have big lips, and so they need some color. Ow. (laughs) Nice. Um... The next one, and because you've known me for so long, I'm a little nervous about this one. Uh, it might feel like a personal attack. I'm just kidding. But uh, high school days or college days? <laughs> um, I don't know. I was such... I don't know. This one's a hard one. Um, I would say... High school days, just because there was no responsibility. It was just fun, love, and fun. Because that was the big part of her um, high school experience. She never got away from me. That's why I was like, I might take it personal (laughs) if she chose college. Because we went to two different colleges. I went to the better one. But anyways, (laughs) um, since you are a singer, um, would you say that you enjoy writing music more or performing? I I love both. Um, I think they both give me different things. Um, Writing really uh, releases my creative side, but performing, there's nothing else like it. Like performing when I hit that stage, it's it's a high that I could never receive any other way. Hmm. I always wondered that because especially if you... um are a writer slash performer like how would it feel to see someone perform your music or when you perform either your own or covers like if if it feels more exhilarating one way or the other so I don't know um but you are also an auntie and so I looked at some famous aunts uh that I like to look and enjoy their entertainment and I was wondering what type of auntie you are so are you more like Aunt Vivian, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, or Aunt April, which was Taraji P. Henson's character, and I could do bad all by myself? Oh, I got to think about. <laughs> oh, oh no, I'm Aunt Viv. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say, I, uh, April had a little bit more edge to her. Right. Right? <laughs> and then finally, s- slippers or stilettos? I love my stilettos. But as I get older, I love my slippers, too. (laughs) (laughs) Which means she's only, like, 27 enjoying slippers. So, (laughs) Um, so can you describe an epic ladies' night in or ladies' night out that you've had? Um, I think probably that bars all none, my ladies' night out, um, was... A trip of my fave uh, friends from high school um, on our first year spring break. Who, me? Yes, you. <laughs> Was it spring break? Anyway, yeah. we went. Okay, 20, yeah. 2003. Yeah. We went to Chicago and just lived it up. I mean, it was it was so much fun. It was like uh, like that movie. What's that movie uh, where the, uh, the, the um, bachelor party? Oh, was it? Um. Oh, oh I forget yeah. what it's the hangover? Yeah, it was like the, it was like the hangover, um, the rated G version of the hangover. <laughs> yeah, right. Do you remember Shallow How? <laughs> like, 
Yeah, we had we had loads of fun. We stopped and sang to people on the corners, and we had all kind of dares. It was just a really great time. We were just really carefree. I think that was one of the moments in my life where I just had no filter, no, um, no, no reservation, just living it up. Meanwhile, I've been a granny forever, so I used to sleep in the car while we were driving around the city. <laughs> cool. Oh, my gosh, because that was so funny. Pharrell's song, uh, Excuse Me, What's Your Name, was out. That was so wild. Yeah. All right, so as we really get into the episode, um, I wanted to talk about three different aspects of talent. Um, I also love alliteration, so Talented Tamara is our first uh, part I wanted to highlight. But, um, you know, for as long as I've known you, I didn't really know that you were really into music as much as you were until you went to college. So can you tell us more about your journey through music? Like, where did it begin and then um, how it's transformed over time? I think I've always loved music from the womb. Um mm-hmm. And um, I'm a church pew baby, so um, I I love the hymns, and I loved when the old mothers would get up and sing, um, and that transformed to me listening to hip hop and um, all different genres of music. And I think that um, as when I went to college is when I really expounded on all types of music. Um, and and really got some theory and some um some history um about music and its origins and um and different things different ways that music came about um and its inspirations and so i think that's what really kind of drew me in um I've, you know, as we grew up, we always, my mother made songs to encourage us to clean up the house. And Do you remember any of those? I, the, the one that she always used to sing is, um, uh, oh, what was it? It was, uh, clean up, clean up, everybody everywhere, clean up, clean up. And then she would say, um, pick it up, pick it up, put it in the basket, pick it up, pick it up. So basically she just made a song out of any task that we were supposed to do. Um, and I think that's where I, I really get my improv, um, in singing and from is because we would sing literally anything. Um, she, she used that to help us to be motivated to do things. And, um, and so I use that, you know, even in my singing today. Um, and I just, I really, um, singing really was a lifeline for me, even when I was in my worst moments in life, it was music that really brought me back to life. Thank you for sharing. So could you expound upon um, what you meant as far as being music being a lifeline for you? I, um, I mean, I can think about countless times. Um, I, I remember one summer when, um, I was just going through a lot with the different relationships in my life. Um, there was a lot of drama, like some Mari Povich kind of drama and, <laughs> That wasn't necessarily related to me, myself, but everybody around me. Um, If we're thinking about the same thing, I know. (laughs) So it was just, it was just, it, it, and and I love people that I love. And so it tears me apart when I can't fix things or I can't help situations. Um, And I I was in a, that really like messed me up. And so um, 
I remember playing every morning uh, Mary J. Blige, No More Drama. (laughs) Because I, and I think that was my first time of really letting go of other people's issues and understanding when it's my responsibility and when it's just a concern, you know. That will heal you right there. That will heal you. (laughs) Yeah. And so I learned that pretty early um, in my teenage years. and I think that song like got me through. I had to play it every morning. I'm like, this is not my drama and I will let it go. And I had to sing that song and it really got me through. Um, and then um, um, there was uh, some points where I was very depressed in life. And um, I actually was at a point where I was ready to give up on it all. Um, and um, I remember listening to Indy Irie. Um, and it's so funny because it's like, uh, like I'm a devout Christian and I'm, it's funny that those songs, the the gospel songs were not the songs that got me through. Um, it was, it was in the IRE, um, at that point and her lyrics are, you know, they focus towards God to a higher power to a, you know, to, to releasing those things within, um, but it was that that really brought me actually brought me to God um, and so that God could help to uh, or that God could, uh, you know, heal that situation. I'm glad you said Indy Irie because I feel like her music does help with healing. Um, I remember that when I was in college and I used to praise dance, um, we danced to There's Hope in church. <laughs> but then um when I was going through my divorce, I went back to that same album and it helped me to be replenished. So thank you for sharing that. Um I think her name is just synonymous. Her music synonymous with healing. Um but then also can you tell me about a time that you felt embarrassed or extremely shy? Like how did you work through that as it relates to performing? I remember when I first started performing, um, I used to get so worked up that I would literally shake. Um, and, um, (laughs) um, I would, you know, I would turn flush and I would shake this little black girl turned very red. Um, (laughs) and, um, it just, the more that I did, and I, I, I had told myself that I know I'm scared out of my wits right now, but this is something that I'm going to overcome because I want to sing. And I think my love for singing was so great that it overcame that fear. And, um, and then now I can sing on any stage. And any TV show. Cause I'm seeing you sing more everywhere, <laughs> which I'm so very proud of you, sis. Um, so then at what point did you grow confident in your gift? Because I think a lot of times we will know, like, I am gifted at being a storyteller or I'm gifted at encouraging people. But, you know, unless you step out on that, you really don't see that fully manifest. And so um, I think it's by doing that you gain confidence. But at what point did you grow confident in your gift and um, felt like it was a launching pad for other things that you wanted to do? I think that is a continual process. Um, I think there's levels to it. Like, I am very confident. I know that I can sing. Um, But as I grow as an artist, um, 
you know, that confidence just builds more and more um, as I understand what my purpose is, because, uh, you know, you can sing and have a great voice and be very entertaining. But my goal is to feed the soul. Um, and so in all my lyrics, in all of my performances, um, in all of my words, I want to edify um, and to encourage and to lift you up and to give you something to know that you're not alone. And so I think as I grow, um, I become more confident in that. And I think that's also me as a person just com- becoming more confident in who I am um, and understanding my purpose and my identity. Mm, That was so beautiful right there. That's so beautiful. So that leads us to um, what I really wanted to dive into now that the ladies know a little bit more about you. Um, And this is not necessarily a show rooted in Christianity, but that is a part of how I identify myself. And then even as you've heard from um, Tamara, that's how she identifies herself. But um, there's the parable of the talents in Matthews 25. And in it, um, there was a master that gave, that was going away for a little while and gave three of his servants um, different levels of talent. So one had five talents, another had two, another had one. And so while away, the one that had five multiplied his or hers, (laughs) but I think it was his, um, and doubled it. The person that had two doubled theirs, but the person that had one hid theirs. Um, In so many words, the... Uh, this master came back and saw that the one with the five talents and the two talents multiplied theirs and was pleased with them, but was unpleased with the one that hid theirs away. Okay. So with that in mind, um, oh, well, actually, let me go back. So the one that had the one talent said that he didn't multiply because he, partly because he felt like he didn't really have much to offer or to to grow from that. So with thinking about talents, whether it's like your singing, writing, finances, or even just whatever way you define it um, in the current context, what is the connection between talent and self-worth? I think it's really important that um, to have good self-worth, you have to understand what you have (laughs) to understand its worth. And so if you know, just like that, that in that parable, that one, he didn't understand the worth of his one talent because he was comparing it to the two and the five. Um, And so I think we all do that in life. You know, we see other people and we compare ourselves or what we have to them. But um, I think it's very important that you understand what you had to offer, what you're good at, what comes easy to you. Um, those, those being your talents and then you maximize those and then that will help to, um, to really, you'll understand what your worth is. Um, so just like, you know, with me singing, I did not earlier, and I mean, I, I think I'm really coming to this realization here recently, um, understand the power mm-hmm. of my talent. Um, you know, I can sing, yes, and people love to hear my voice, yes. Um, but what that really can do, you know, um, you know, I just somebody had just came and told me, you know, I listened to your album for a whole year and that helped me to get through homelessness and to get back on my feet, um, and to push through some situations that were going on in my life. And so, um, so you just really don't understand, you know, how 
impactful that talent can be until you use it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's very important that you do that. And the more that you do that, it really increase, increases your worth. Girl, I love that. I'm glad that they told you that. Um, I still kind of work out to champion, everyday champion with you and my non-voice who's been on the podcast. But the music is so powerful. And when we think about talent, like you said, you know, um, you have to maximize what you have. And I think that can show up in our friendships. And that's partly why I wanted to talk about it is that, you know, you can have a diverse group of like five friends and everyone is at different levels with different things. So like... There might be times where one person has a lot of money and then there's someone in the group that doesn't or um, like you mentioned with music, like somebody y'all might be a friend, uh, a group of musicians and like somebody's career is picking up while you're still trying to get like a paid gig or different things like that. So um, have there been times where you noticed that in a group and then how did you learn how to maximize whatever you had or even elevate someone else in the the group um, that may feel like they didn't have as much? Um, I think I, I have a group in my group is a lot of creatives. Um, and I think we all um, are shining in our own light and it's really great. I think um, to have that because, you know, when I'm slacking, I can look over and be like, ah, I have no excuse because, you know, they're doing this and this and this and they have, you know, this and this, this going on in their life. And so it kind of helps to push to push you and also to be a support system, you know, for one another. And it goes vice versa. You know, you can bounce ideas off of your friends. um, And I think your your friends know who you are at the core. And so they understand your potential and they understand um, uh they they understand how to communicate to you in a way that you can receive it. Um, so sometimes, you know, it's hard to get criticism from others, but your friends can give you that criticism and you know it's coming from a heartfelt place. So I think that is, is, is very, very, very um, essential. Tamara knows because I'll tell her and Manon about these transitions, <laughs> even if it's not, not their transition. But um, <laughs> no, I, I really love that. And I think even when we haven't been able to be there for each other, it's always been nice to get that text message like, hey, girl, I know you got this event tonight. Sorry, I can't be there. Like, I know you're going to rock it. And I feel like we all mutually do that. But it's also hard to keep up with everybody's calendar. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so then... What what are your thoughts about a confident woman who knows her talent or value and their responsibility in the world? Because I feel like you do fairly well at that. Like you mentioned, we're all blossoming, especially as creatives, but then you've taken your creativity and have turned it into service. So what are your thoughts about that? Or even how did you determine to use your talent um, in a different way? Um. I think personally, I've always had a heart for service. I always uh, love people and I always see people's potential and what, and hope to nurture them into that or, or, you know, give them some encouragement towards that. Um, and so, um, I think personally, that's, that's kind of been my goal, but I think globally, everybody has something for someone else. Mm. We're put on this earth, um, 
to, to spread our good, you know, to spread it, to spread the good. Um, because that's just God's love being shed abroad in our hearts. Um, and it says, you know, treat your neighbor as you would yourself. And so, um, I think that as we grow and we perfect, you know, our talents and our gifts, um, what are we doing it for? We're doing it for others. We're doing it so that somebody can gain something from it. And so it's very important that you not hoard your talents um, or dictate where they are, you know, where you use them. Um, I think that it's important. to You can't say, I'm just going to serve this, this population of people because I like, you know, little brown girls. (laughs) Well, that's great. And that's fine. And we all do have our specific focus. But there's a little white girl that could benefit from your 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 talent or there's an old um you know Asian lady that could that could benefit from your talent so i think that you know we can definitely focus in on where we are we want to have focus we want to have um you know stability and and aim for for what we're doing but not be not have tunnel vision and be limited um in in how we affect the world i love that you said that because I've noticed even as um, I do like my yoga brand and teaching that, you know, my intention is to empower a certain certain population and to help them be more accepting of themselves. But then I see that my classes are not filled with that population at at all. So uh, I love that you pointed out it's more about intentionality, like having that focus, but then not determining who actually shows up in the space. So with that in mind about, you know, your talents, using them for others and not hiding them, let's talk more about your nonprofit, Divas Honoring Divas. So can you please tell us more about how that came about and then um, where it stands today? So it actually started, I wanted to give back for Christmas. Um, So I... um, did a concert called Christmas with Divas and I got some of my artists girlfriends together um, and we put on a show um, and I gave the proceeds to um, a local organization that supports women and um, the following year I wanted to do the same thing but I actually wanted to touch the woman that we were um, we were benefiting and so I um I asked a, a friend that works with um, women in all capacities, and I said, hey, you know, give me a, a single mom that is deserving for some help for Christmas. And so we were able to, you know, we got her nails done and um, bought her outfit and got her some toys and things together for her and her children. And um, I was like, this is this is amazing. Like, um I want to continue to do this and even on a broader scale. And so um, other people were like minded and was like, you know, we're going to help you, Siobhan, being one. We're going to help you to, you know, to pull this off for more women. And it grew from there. Um, And then I sat down. I was like, this is so much bigger than just one night, you know, a year. This is something that needs to happen all year round. And so um, their birthed at my kitchen table was um, Divas Honoring Divas. And um it has just really taken off. We are only 
two years old and we are doing some wonderful things. I'm just so grateful um, to God for giving us the provision um, and providing such beautiful and phenomenal women to come alongside me um, to serve um, these wonderful women that we we serve. We have um, programs. We continue the Christmas with Divas um, every year where we give single moms Christmas. We give them a day off, full day of pampering, love. They They just completely get the day off. They don't have to lift a finger. We take care of them from head to toe. Um, and it, it's just great because these women are so deserving. So, so, so deserving. Um, we also have um, our year-long program, which is called the Love Tours. And we go to um, transitional homes, homeless shelters, um, and support groups. And we just offer a two-hour workshop to empower women with self-care and self-worth. And we couple that with a beauty or an art project. Um, and we just have that conversation um, and, and allow women to to understand that it's okay to take a moment for themselves. Yes. It's, it's, it's not even okay, but it's necessary. It's vital mm-hmm. um, that we do that so that we can serve others effectively. Because being half full, you never can really, really serve someone else. Um, and so that that's something that we have to get in our head as women, you know. Um, and then we also um, have a um, another um, program called Project Help Mom, where we um, empower mothers. And so we give them a night in um, where we'll provide child care and they are there to just get some relief. We do a little bit of pampering and loving on them. And then we have some conversation on mental health and tools that they can use to incorporate self-care and also incorporate healthy parenting skills by having good mental health, you know, other ways to kind of really de-stress, prevent burnout, things like that. So we are doing things in the community. You know, we're growing. We're adding more programs. We're adding more opportunities to serve women. And um, I'm, I'm just really, really excited about how we have grown. And I so look forward to um, to everything that happens in the future. Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful! Hey y'all, let me tell y'all. So year three of Christmas with Divas, your girl was a, a host, and that was very fun. So if you ever need a host for your, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> now I just always loved everything that you're doing, and I love that you're especially focusing on filling up first in order for others to give. And I remember doing research for a previous job when I was working in education that the people who are receivers of uh, any kind of aid, whether it be through philanthropy or from a church or something, most likely they'll have it in their hearts to give back. So I think that your intentionality with that, and even incorporating service, I think, with the ladies, um, in um chris or from christmas with divas into the divas honor divas programming is um something that shouldn't be overlooked and a plug early plug now is that if you want to make a donation to divas honoring divas you can do it through their website but we'll also have a link on the home page of ladies night podcast where you can give directly <laughs> um also so Wow, that was a lot. I'm sorry. (laughs) But um, with doing all that you're doing as a woman, as a founder of a women's empowerment brand, as an artist, aren't there moments that you just want to (laughs) hide? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely, she says. (laughs) So then can you talk about one of those moments and just maybe even um, how you came out of that? 
I think just recently, (laughs) um, you know, when you are giving and when you're in a place of leadership, um, the, the book is always in your corner. The, the responsibility always ends with you. And, um, it can be very overwhelming at times. Um, and so, I mean, just recently, there's so many things that I was doing. I quit my nine to five. Um, uh, this will be two years, um, in April. And so, um, I am, you know, working part time. Um, I got married. Uh, so in 2017, I had all this transition. I, I stopped, I quit my nine for five. I got married. Um, Chris, uh, divas with uh, divas honoring divas was taking off. I was building and um, getting that together, and then still trying to do music. And so it was very overwhelming. All of the different ways that I was being stretched. You know, I was a new mom, um, and so it's just it's just so many things um, that were there. And I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> like I love every aspect of it. I absolutely love, and this is the best, you know, thing in my life right now, but it's just so overwhelming. I just want to go and, um, be on an Island where nobody can access me. Um, but, um, I was talking to my dad, which I so love him. <laughs> um, and he reminded me, Tamara, when you're doing service, it is unto the Lord. And when it becomes frustrating, overwhelming, you are no longer operating in the anointing and the flow of the Lord. You are operating in your own flesh. Mm. And um, so I was like, wow, you know, and he was like, um, God gives us provision for those things that he's called us to. And um, when we step outside of that provision is when it becomes too much for us to bear. Um, because he gives us everything we need to be able to do what we need to do. Now, it may not be t- easy, but he's given us everything. And so when that becomes way too much, that means that you are not doing something. <laughs> you have stepped away from that provision. And so I had to realign myself with that and understand that, you know, I can't control life. Um and I have to release. I cannot do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, that's something that I'm still learning, like even in this process, um, because there are so many things. My heart is so big and I love to see people progress and um, and to to be pros- prosperous. Um, but that cannot be at my own expense. Mm-hmm. And so I have to understand I think we need to pause right there. I think we need to pause for the progression of other people. It cannot be at your own expense. That's what happens, ladies. We like, oh, that was so good right there. I, I'm sorry. I just had to make sure we understood and acknowledge that moment and that statement. That'll probably probably be the quote for the episode. <laughs> like, you cannot. Silly. <laughs> sorry, I'm but that's, I mean, and that's, that's a tough Pill to swallow sometimes because you're like, oh, but if I just help them, you know, do, do, do. Mm. but yeah, so that's going back to being serving half empty. Mm. And so, um, so that learning that balance has been very, very interesting for me. Girl, that is so real. Like, oh, Jesus, I think we're going to pause right there. Where's the offering plate? <laughs> <laughs> No, but I think that's so true, especially the piece that your dad shared. He's an awesome man, but like he's 
he mentioned, you know, when you feel certain feelings, especially like, I think it's easy to start feeling resentful of what you're doing. Um, you kind of lose that heart for what you're doing and what you know you're supposed to be doing because you're not operating from the right place. Um, I recently had something come up where <laughs> I felt the same way, but it's as a new business owner myself, like I see that it's not about me. And so it has to be about the other person and what their needs are. My gifts are being used to help facilitate that, but it's really not about me. Did you have anything to add to that? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that I mean, that definitely is true. Um, you know, it's, it's, you just have to, you have, it's balance. I think that's the biggest thing is balance, understanding the roles and creating balance in those, um, whether it be for service, whether it be for, um, for a profit, um, for, you know, business, you have to understand the roles and you have to understand the balance to be able to make those work, um, efficiently. And then um, another point I wanted to highlight that you mentioned was about um, letting go of some things. Um, There was a book I read by Tiffany Dufu called Drop the Ball. And she talked about dropping the need to do all the things, especially as a wife, you know, letting go of the dishes sometimes, letting go of um, just things that we schedule because we think it's supposed to make us better people, better mothers, better wives and all um, And just choosing those few things that allow us to optimize our gifts and spend quality time with our kids and be present for others. Um, And this wasn't a question I planned, but like, what have you chosen to maybe, quote unquote, drop the ball in order to operate at a higher level in another area? I think it all kind of depends on when and where. Um, sometimes I drop the ball on divas so that I can be a good wife, um, and be a good mother to my, uh, my daughter. Um, is sometimes I have to, and, and I think that it's very important that your priorities are set first. Um, and then, you know, then you can, you can move things around. So, um, so my priority is always going to be my family and they take precedent, um, But sometimes it's like, you know, do I really like if I have, you know, things that I need to do for divas, clean my house and, you know, spend time with my daughter or my husband. Okay, so my daughter, and my husband are going to get their time Mm -hmm. first. Mm -hmm. If that means that I have to not do the dishes today, take care of divas and take care of my family, then that's what it's going to be. If I need to pay attention to my home and get that clean, then divas will take a back seat, you know? So it's just, I think it just, it really depends on what is necessary at the time. You have to really understand what's important, what's vital for the moment, um, and then make your adjustments there, but be, be okay with dropping the ball on something, not putting, you know, not beating myself up because there's dishes in my sink, you know, (laughs) um, today, um, when, you know, that's something. and, And I think that, we have to kind of really have fluid standards when it comes to that kind of thing that overall our goal is excellence. Our goal is to, to have things in order, but at the end of the day, um, we have to make sure that our priorities are set. We meet those priorities in it first and then everything else will flow. Mm. 
the fluidity of it all. I love, love, love that. Um, and so getting back to Divas, um, what are you most looking forward to um, even in the next few months or the next year for Divas Honoring Divas? Divas is going global, folks. Hey. So um, <laughs> we are, um, I, my goal is just to empower every woman that we possibly can. Um, and so um, we actually, I mean, we've we've kind of progressed our love tours because currently we went from doing four a year to eight a year. And this year we're doing 12. Um, and then we're going to, well, I think, no, we did six last year. And so this year we're doing 12. And next year i hope to almost do them uh weekly or bi-weekly um and so you know we're really just pushing to grow and you know there's a lot of women out there that need our services and so we want to touch them nice um when is the next love tour it's actually this thursday um so it'll be last thursday by the time y'all hear it Yeah. Well, it actually be this Thursday then too cuz we're oh. doing uh, uh we're doing a series so oh. it's every every Thursday cool. for the month. So, yeah. Um <laughs> yeah, so so the love tour. So, for you listeners, um we love for people to um volunteer, which we call diva tearing. Um and so you can go to our website and sign up. Um, we have different levels. You can just come and serve at, you know, an opportunity when you're available, or you can take more of a leadership role and commit to serving with us on a consistent basis. Um, so there are just different opportunities. You can look on the website. Um, we'll hook you up and, and get you all um, scheduled with all of that and, and get you informed. But that is a wonderful way to serve. Um, we have different opportunities where you can even bring your children out um, to help as well so that you can get them in the mindset of serving so um look out at the website so that you can get connected with us we love hands um and we're we're run by donations and and the service of others and the volunteer um hours of others so please 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 go to our website and hook us up all right thank you so much so then um they have pretty cool t-shirts too because i have one that i can't fit anymore but anyway so (laughs) um so we've talked about your talents uh as a singer we talked about hidden talents um when people play small in the world and then also how to use your talents through service are there any final thoughts you have um for tonight's episode or for the ladies out there ladies you are beautiful you are wonderful and you are important And it is up to you to show the world how to love you. And it's up to you to love. Aww. And then how do the ladies connect with you? You can connect with me on our Divas website, honoringdivas.org. Or um, for my music, it's Tamara Rose, T-A-M-R-A-R-O-S-E dot com. Or you can catch me on Facebook. Um, all of my tags are either follow the rose, no, follow Tamara Rose, or um, just Tamara Rose. Well, thank you, Tammy, 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 for being on Ladies Night Podcast. It took you about three years. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but thank you so much for being on the podcast. I think um, what I would add, um, and ladies, before you head out, 
one of the biggest things I got, maybe two of the biggest things I got from this episode were one, do not hide your gifts. And two, do not measure or compare your gifts. And so, um, you know, or maybe people give you a clue around you, like you are very gifted at this, or you've known that for quite some time, but you never fully took a leap on yourself. And so I would challenge you to take just the one step towards whatever your talent is. So if people think like your teachers, if you're in college and you're listening to this, if your teachers say you're a prolific writer, consider writing for publication, whether that's magazines or a chat book or even a, a full fully published book. If someone says that you're you talk too much, maybe you would be a good speaker. <laughs> that's a backwards way of finding that out. But um, use whatever your talents, your natural abilities are so that you can bless and be of service to others. But then also don't measure yourself or compare yourself against others because ultimately you're only responsible for the gifts you have. So if you started off with five, multiply that. If you start off with two, multiply that. If you start off with one, have an abundant mindset and multiply that as well because you just never know how taking what you have can be maximized um, by a power greater than you or just by connections, you know, taking what little you have to um, be a blessing to others. So ladies, thank you all for tuning in to Ladies Night Podcast. Uh, You can continue to listen to us on ladiesnightpodcast.com, on Apple Podcasts, excuse me, Apple Podcast, uh, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio. We even have a YouTube channel that I don't use as much, but (laughs) the episodes automatically go there. Feel free to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at LN Podcast. Uh, You can also email us show topics or any questions you have at hello at ladiesnightpodcast.com. And then finally, check out our homepage or honoringdivas.org to make a donation. We'll leave the link up for you all throughout the year 2019. And um, we'll pub it throughout the year as well. So ladies, again, thank you all for hanging out with us this evening. You have the best weekend ever. Bye. Bye.